Welcome to Bumble Buddies, the podcast where we play indie games from HLIO and elsewhere. My name is Alex Honnett. I'm Eric Taylor Roth. And our producer is Matthew Hack. We started playing through the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality when it was launched in June 2020, raised over $8 million for charitable causes. We have since added even more bundles and games that celebrate the spirit of indie gaming and social justice. This is episode 85. We have played 229 of the 3,041 games in our bundles, and <laughs> we promised to play every single one of them. Oh my god. Alex, are you okay? I'm okay. I'm okay. How are you? What's up? End I'm of good. the season. End of the season, last episode of season two, 229 games. Um, that's a lot of games. It's a lot of games. It's that's... too many games. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot. Uh, yeah. no, no one man should play all these games, as no. Kanye West famously said. Yeah, no three men should play all these games. These, um, uh, these foolish games are tearing us apart, as, <laughs> as Jewel said. Whoa. You know what? I used to really... Like I had a big crush on Jewel. I did too. <laughs> I knew, I knew I liked you for a reason. I remember I, we were in uh, the car. My my buddy's friend was English, and or my buddy's dad, not his friend. My my friend's dad was English, and we were in the car, and he was like, "So who do you go guys like? What celebrities do you have a crush on?" And I was like, "Jewel," and he's like. Jewel, it's <laughs> like a, a core memory for me. Why Jewel of all them? You know, like didn't make any sense to him. I uh, when I was doing gymnastics, there was a girl at the gym who I who I had a crush on, who really liked Jewel. So through that, I then ha- developed a crush on Jewel. <laughs> the transitive property of uh, yeah. teenage crushes. I was like, well, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna get this. You know, seventh grader. I was probably in like fifth grade. And so I'm really never going to get Jewel. <laughs> Might as well have a crush on Jewel. <laughs> I remember when I was a freshman, I had a big crush on a girl in my acting class. And we got to do a scene where we kissed each other. Oh. I think the teacher saw that I had a crush on her and was like, I'm going to be interested in like seeing how that manifests this way. Weird. But we had like a special rehearsal where we just met up and like made out. to like, oh. see. It was like so cool. Was that great? <laughs> Yeah, I was too nervous. I don't yeah. Know. I yeah. was like I was like, you know, 14 or 15 or something like that and she was 16. I was oh, like, yeah. I couldn't. It's there's it. there's a big there's a big age gap <laughs> between every boys year, who are like 14 and girls who are 16. Every year of high school is so exponentially. You yeah. grow up exponentially. Just like being in your 30s, you know, every year you change so much. You're so different year to year. I mean, speaking of which, this is a this is a little it's a little bittersweet to and yeah, uh, end, end this season um you and you and matt are gonna continue working on the po- i don't know if i'm allowed to spoil this am i allowed to yeah just... we can talk about it we don't we talked about it after we recorded this episode so yeah. it's gonna be why why don't we uh get into the episode you guys can you've been teased a little bit of this and then okay. at the end of the episode we've got a big announcement coming yeah yeah, yeah but our cause this week is once again any abortion fund uh, we're donating to National Network of Abortion Funds Collective Power Funds still. It redistributes direct abortion funding to 28 member abortion funds from more than 20 states and is concentrated in the South and Midwest, where it's often hardest to get an abortion. Uh, all dollars raised are redirected to local abortion funds on the front line of abortion access. We've donated. If you donate, send proof to Bundle Buddies Podcast at gmail.com. We'll shout you out on the show. It's that simple. Just do it. Uh, so enjoy this episode. We talk a little bit about the podcast and where things are at. And then after, uh, stay tuned for a big announcement. Woo. 
I was just having a good lunch, so if I sound pretty full, that's why. Because you are very full. I ate. I've been eating so much food. I love eating so much. It's the best. I made a little. We had some folks over for dinner on Thursday, and uh, I made a little vegan bolognese. My first time, and uh, it was uh, really (laughs) good. Big hit. That sounds great. But so I've just been eating like, all the pasta I had in the house because of that. Have I told I love... you guys that the elementary school I, I went to was called Oscar Meyer Elementary? Oster, it was called Oscar Pasta oh. Elementary? Oscar Meyer. And I legit had a, a teacher named Mrs. Hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my aunt had had that teacher. Hamburger? Yeah, it was hamburger. I think she was German. It's the most Chicago <laughs> fucking thing ever. Oscar. <laughs> Oscar Meyer Elementary is a feeder school for uh, McDonald's Hamburger University. <laughs> Miss Hamburger is a, unfortunately, you know, there's a, if she was German, there's a good chance that Miss Hamburger had a Nazi in her past. So, <laughs> but I don't know. know like, this is Chicago. If you're a Chicago German, you might, um, I've been actually researching this. You, you probably, immigration to chicago from right. germany in the 1860s that was the peak yeah yeah it's the late 1800s so they they knew something bad was in the, was coming like, no they legit like socialism was outlawed so a lot of leftists left germany for the united states a lot of the early germans in the u.s were uh were leftists oh, socialists they got awesome. booted in 1848 for uh, a failed like war of liberation I failed. Oh. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's why uh, all of the Protestants deserted Chicago and fought, founded Lake Forest College, where Matt and I went to school. That's so, true. <laughs> because of like, all the Germans coming yeah, in. Yeah, our culture is getting erased by all these Germans moving here, so we should move <laughs> to the distant north and build our mansions up here. And they did. That's and what they, they did. did. They made the streets uh, especially difficult to navigate, so that the Germans would get lost when they came to town. <laughs> Well, uh, I had my baby shower yesterday. Whoa. Congratulations. It was very fun. I I think I broke a record for the amount of red wine a person can drink. Uh, Did Um, you get, did you get toasty? I was very good while the party was happening. Very cordial with, with family. And then that party ended and I just like. You broke the amount of uh, cordial someone could drink too, I heard. Oh yeah. That. (laughs) Little what? elderflower <laughs> and red wine. Is that a thing? Is that a real thing? Cordial is like a liqueur, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, then never mind. That's a great joke, actually. I know. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. Well done. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta. You're like Dennis Miller with these references. <laughs> the amount of elderflower cordial I had in my glass of sparkling prosecco was undeniable. <laughs> Sitting beneath the Pantheon with Humphrey Bogart's niece. <laughs> Pantheon? Parthenon? But yeah, no, I'm, uh, it was fun. We got a crib. Nice. Nice. Baby's got a place to sleep. I'm actually in the room the baby will be sleeping in. That's right. She took away uh, the Not baby. <laughs> she or he took away little, the young, young Matthew or Matthewetta. Took away your gaming room, right? Your PC room. I wow. know. I've been relegated to the dining room now. Um, and it's, it's actually okay. The dining room is nice. I miss having a little 
little cave though, a little gamer cave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For my impish activities. You but, can't. Uh, you're not gonna be playing video games next to the crib. Oh fuck! Yeah, Come on! Idea. Oh god damn it! Flake! Flake! I said flake. <laughs> no, I got maybe you know when the baby's a little older, maybe I'll start introducing it to you know multiplayer online gaming, Call of Duty, all the good stuff that I really like. Yeah, Fortnite. But uh, yeah, for now it's yeah I gotta separate church and state if you know what I mean. <laughs> gaming and rearing child. Gaming and babing. Gaming <laughs> and babing. Yeah, I do. You guys think? Here's a question: If you have kids, at what age do you introduce them to video games? When? What do you think? Like, is it earlier yeah. than? Is it like three? Is it two? Man, I wonder about that because I, there's so much. It, it the idea of like video games that we approach this podcast with is so sort of like um retro and nostalgic you know what i mean because i right. think for all of us the image in our heads even if we don't consume games this way is like oh it's a little machine you plug into your tv and then you play on it you know and then yeah. that that allows you to kind of like parcel out your amount of time that you should be doing with it but now gaming it's just on like your phone and ipad and stuff like that true so really just the question of like when are you going to let your kids start having screen time on those little devices and that is such a thorny cue Ugh, i know i'm moving to the woods you got cell reception there too my man <laughs> damn it yeah the ipads i was in the store like a target the other day and this kid was just transfixed sitting in like the the grocery uh basket like you know mm-hmm. little kid seat just transfixed by some balloon popping game oh uh, that that sounds that great game's, i wonder if that game's any good <laughs> <laughs> that sounds i'm just trying to get my stop my childhood <laughs> stolen from me by this rectangle <laughs> excuse me I, I, I would want to like, introduce them to like yeah something like really really difficult early on and be like this is it this is what games are like games, games are civ like you need to learn how to read. Like this, this That's a pretty good idea. Find the education in it. <laughs> Just yeah. it's time to learn how to read now if you want to enjoy this screen. Oh, guess you don't like games. Oh wow. Yeah, Disco Elysium is just an example of <laughs> you know, like you know, if you don't like this, I, I guess you don't like video games. You probably don't like video games. Better go learn a sport. Oh, you're not understanding the leftist subtext. Oh, sorry. Baby. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> sorry that you're too much of a baby to play this game, baby. Um, but I'm more interested, I guess, that you, it's so funny, Matt, because your uh, perspective on it is so correct about, like, when can I introduce my child to games? Like, when can I sort of, like, sit down on the couch with them and, like, be able to play it? Like, what's the age? Yeah. I would say, like, if I – if. <laughs> My question would be like, how can I play games with a baby? <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Right. That's what I would be thinking about so much more is like so much, so much more selfish. The other yeah. thing, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. Just, I, you like turn the baby away from the screen so that you can play and you kind of just check every once in a while and make sure that you know, they're okay. That's a, I mean, that's a really good question, Matt. I don't know. I, you know, ch- ch- children, there's a, there's people out there who like, uh, like to play games with their children and have fun introducing them to stuff. I think it's sort of just like I was actually having this thought the other day about I, I got into a little bit of a YouTube hole uh, watching 
fucking like drum corps. You know what I mean? Drum oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are these massive groups that like aren't necessarily tied to schools. It seems like so. There's this group in Akron, Ohio called like uh, the Blue Jackets or something like that, and they. Last year, their big thing was this crazy sort of like 1970s inspired, like weird, like dreamy kind of thing where they had like all this cool shit happening. And I was sort of like, wouldn't it be crazy if you had a kid and this is what they got into, you know, like they, they were just, yeah. yeah, I like band stuff and like, oh, I actually really liked the drum corps. Like that's what <laughs> I really like to do, you know, and I think it's apparent you just sort of follow those things in the direction you can kind of expose them to things. But that's like half the thrill is just finding out like, I got no idea what you're going to be about. Maybe, you know, try this, try this, try this. Oh, you like this? Okay, let's like, you know, investigate this. Right. I think, yeah, the drum corps is interesting. I actually would be, think that was sick. I agree. I was drumming I was, on everything. Think, yeah, it'd be fucking awesome. Well, just it's dancing funny. around all the time. It's like, Matt, would you be more, would you, would you rather they become in like a free jazz drummer or a drum corps drummer? Oh God! I mean, a free jazz drummer, but you got to get there. You know, you can't just yeah. start as a free jazz drummer. It'd be great. Uh, you if they... do. You actually do start as a free jazz drummer, and then as That's you learn true. drums, you, you you have to break away from free jazz. The notion of the samurai, the most dangerous samurai, is the uh, novice and the expert because the novice is so unpredictable. Like they can yeah. do anything. Right. <laughs> yes. Know. And then the expert has internalized the rules so much that they don't even think about the proper way to do it anymore. And yeah. It's yes. It's the unpredictability of the novice. There is simplicity, complexity, and then informed simplicity. And that is the free jazz. <laughs> right? Am I understanding I love, you correctly? <laughs> welcome to Bundle Buddies. We're a parenting podcast. <laughs> We're both a parenting and free jazz podcast. <laughs> How do I make my kid a free jazz drummer? <laughs> ten steps. These ten. This one simple trick will make your child a free jazz drummer. Well, what? So, what genre of game would you want your kid to be into? What, like, what sort of thing? You know, at your at your core, like, Eric. Why don't we start with you? If you were to have a child, what kind of game would you want your your kid to play? Oh, definitely RPGs. Like it's RP. You you want that's just sort of that's math, that's strategy, that's story. You just you want them like you want them liking the good stuff early on. Interesting. Yeah, I'd want my kids to be immersed in something. I think RP, RPGs is a good is a good call. Or like platformers, or like something that's cute with a story. You know, Crash Bandicoot, Banjo Kazooie, that kind of cute thing. Not Conquer's Bad Fur Day. <laughs> I want my kids to stay away from edgy internet humor as long as possible. <laughs> exactly. What about you? I don't know. I having said that question outside, outside having said that question out loud, I have no idea. I mean, it maybe it's the Zumbinis. Like we gotta, it's oh. to get the kids into the Zumbinis early on. That game rocks. Or Penguin, that, or, Penguin yeah. Arena. Oh, Penguin <laughs> Arena. <laughs> Oh, Penguin Arena. That'd be so funny if you try to get your kid into video games and then they're like, oh, I actually just want to make video games. And then they get into like the video game industry designing stuff and they hate games, you know? Oh, interesting. Podcast, they're like, God, my fucking casual dad, you know, who was just gaming all the time. 
My Casual Dad. My Casual Dad. <laughs> Welcome to our new podcast, my... my Casual Dad. Casual Dad is the genre of game that I want my kid to get into. Yeah. Dad, oh, dad yeah. likes. Octodad. Or what's the, the Octodad? Yeah, Octodad. Yeah. We played that one in season one. That's a perfect place to segue. Octodad was a game we played in season one. This is the season two finale of Bundle Buddies, folks. We've been podcasting for over two years at this point the first episode we recorded was on the 19th of 2020 peak of the, ni- the 19th of 2020 the, the, <laughs> the 19th, 19th, day. Day. 19th day of the 19th month of 2020 <laughs> on the calendar it was uh july 19th 2020 so uh we've been podcasting for over two years that's um, impressive yeah it's yeah. crazy you know, as a project to go for two years, I think that's a long time to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. It's funny that it, um, that we were like in deep, deep quarantine during that. And quarantine has sort of uh, led up a little bit. And um, COVID remains a, a serious concern in our country and it continues to ravage the populace. But there's less fatalities. Yes. And it's just the new normal that you're going to get COVID and we hope you don't die. <laughs> that's that's the official bundle buddies stance on covid hey i mean you know it's the u.s government stance on covid so we can't do that's much true. better than that we hope you don't die we hope you don't die keep listening <laughs> we can't bring more listeners so please don't die of covid um it, it, what's funny is that i i i played fewer video games before quarantine covid and because of the way things sort of shook out i'm still playing i don't know that i'm playing as many video games as i was like during peak quarantine but i'm certainly playing them more than i was probably more than i have been since like junior senior year of high school Mm. wow yeah That's, that's a big that's a big jump yeah, I know. Well, I think you know you should you should if you if if any of my list if these listeners our listeners are you know like seventeen or eighteen, it's time to take about a decade off from video games. Like you're, you're from seventeen to twenty seven. There's so know. much other stuff to do. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Honestly, I agree so hard with that. That was exactly <laughs> the time I stopped playing video games more or less like when I was 15 or something like that, you know, yeah. and I didn't pick them back up again until I turned 28. Yeah. That's when you start to slow down as a human being. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like you can't, you can't quite drink as much. You can't quite smoke as much, you know, just immerse yourself. It's, you really want time to kind of just pass by. <laughs> <laughs> Just ways to idle your hours away. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think I ever took a break that like you guys did. I definitely had moments. There were definitely phases where, like, I didn't play. I wasn't into it. But, like, I always, even throughout my 20s, like, found a way to, like, get excited about games, like, every six months, probably. And then I would, like, I, I don't know. It's, like, peaks and valleys, I think, for me with, with my gaming habit. And... This podcast definitely like keeps me thinking about them. Like I can't uh, sort of, I I can't ignore them, and like I'd like to, I guess sometimes. <laughs> but um, but I don't know. I love. I don't know. I like game. I was talking to my dad because my dad <clears throat> is so funny. I was 
we're just talking about video games and he's always played video games with me and he loves racing games and but he still thinks like video games are like this niche thing like this he's like oh yeah you know back in more money than the fucking than hollywood yeah you know it's like 140 billion dollar industry (laughs) he still like thinks i'm some like weirdo nerd who like likes this i don't know but i i think you video games are so mainstream that you can't help but think about them all the time you know now now, i mean maybe you can my wife has no problem not thinking about (laughs) (laughs) well but i think that's a very good point eric because for a while camille was really into that mobile game oh yeah 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 yeah. it was katie katie and camille got really into this mobile game where they had to basically i forget what it was called exactly but the deal was you were given a room yes rita core you're given a room and you had to design it with certain colors and patterns and then there was like a cohort of like 10 people that all did the same thing. And then you rent, you voted on your favorite ones. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, now, now Camille's gotten into TikTok. So Camille, that's her <laughs> new Rita core is like gaming TikTok. Well, uh, the gamification wow. of fucking, you know, all every aspect of our lives is yeah. real. So, I mean, you could look at it to do TikTok is really just a video game. By the way, we understand that there's stats and numbers that go up and you want to try to figure out the best way to hack the algorithm and like figure out like how to get the best result from this stuff. Yeah. It's it's seeped into every aspect of our life. So, you know, I, I think that there is something noble about the, the, the ancient practice of gaming that we do. Yes. Should we call, I'll start calling Camila gamer and see. I I honestly, I, I don't think that's wrong to do that. She's, she's started saying, um, like it's giving, you know, like, Oh, it's giving right. Like as, like how the Gen Z says, right? Like, yeah. oh, it's so you're noticing changes in your uh, yeah. And she says she's uh, gonna give the T. Like she's this is the T on uh, like oh Shia wow Bo. yeah. She's yeah, spilling she's, the T on Shia. Yeah, well, she and Jenny, her friend, are texting about the T about Shia LaBeouf and Olivia Wilde. Are they together? <laughs> no, <laughs> is that the T? They made him. They made a. He was fired from a you movie. If you don't know about this, then just you don't need to. You, yeah. Do you want to know? I'm the, bad at the, the game tea? of TikTok. No, yeah. I don't think so. I'll look it up later. I'll Google it on people.com. I'll people.com it. But what I'm saying is, there is something I think noble about our version of video gaming, which is you go into a room by yourself for a number of hours. You play this game that makes you happy or sad or nothing. And then you leave transformed, having wasted time that you previously may may have done something else. Right. Oh, yeah. Gaming is to me, but I don't think that's what it is for most people these days. No, I think that gaming is something that you kind of you do on your phone while you're waiting for something. You know, I think that it's this become a very sort of passive, idle experience, you know, and like, well, Ian Bogost, he was like a video game academic and he studies play and he like his whole commentary he made that game it was called cow clicker oh yeah sure yeah and it was basically just a commentary and but the game was an ironic sort of piece of satire that ended up getting popular because people just they want something that doesn't require any input <laughs> that feels like it's that's giving you feedback you know and that's sort of i mean that's social media that's a lot of things like I, I agree with you, Alex. I think that there's something to be gained from being deliberate about your gaming and creating it as this, like, I don't know, this almost this sacred thing that you do by yourself or with friends. Like, 
that you take time out of your day to, you know, engage with. There was this article uh, I read back in the day. It was when Joanna Newsom, who's an indie artist who I don't even know if our, she's like well-known by a lot of listeners. She ended up marrying Andy Samberg, but she has a slew of really wonderful indie released albums where she plays the harp and sings. And she has a very sort of unique voice. Joanna Newsom's great. Someone that I know Matt loves. I love Joanna Newsom. So she has an article or an interview from when she first came out in like 2001 or something like that. And she was dating the guy, uh, Bill Callahan, who was oh, yeah. smog and now is just something, you know, he's his own guy. But she's like, oh, the way that he listens to music is like he like will put on a vinyl record and then like sit in front of it and listen to it and like put his full attention to it. And I really respect that. I like that, you know. And yeah. I think we've re- reached a place in video games where they've been around for long enough where you can <laughs> – sort of do that with gaming right. you know what i mean like you, so much of gaming now is like so spread out and so everywhere that to just sit there and actually like focus on gaming and only do that is like a unique experience yeah like, like you're not so- streaming you're not talking to anyone on discord you are just sitting there playing a game like that's i think unique in terms of the way that most folks consume game media these days yeah i mean so many games are lo-fi hip-hop radio beats to relax and study to these days, you know? I love that. And I'm oh. trying to sit in front of the damn vinyl record box and, uh, you know, wiggle some joysticks. <laughs> <laughs> I downloaded fucking Overwatch, Matt. You haven't invited me to play Overwatch oh, since yeah. I spent $60 to download a game <laughs> that's going to become free in November. <laughs> I forgot. I was so deep in COVID that like I, yeah, you were fucked up. <laughs> I also um, I also have like got scared of playing on computer because I was getting beaten so badly all the time. So oh. I we do need to play together though. Let's do it. Let's make some time to okay. play my addiction game, my yeah. lo-fi beats to study to game. So being at the end of season two, it's time to reflect on the games we played in the season, the episodes we had. Uh, we're going to talk some of our favorite games, maybe some of our favorite episodes, and then get sort of a, a sense of the project in general. Uh, Bundle Buddies in 2022. We've made it this far. What does that mean? Um, let's talk favorite games first. Uh, I think uh, I... Was that Eric? Oh, I was I was ready. I, I'm ready to oh. I'm ready to go. But I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> favorite game, uh, yeah, favorite game. Um, Eric, why don't you um, start? You're ready. To go. Let's go. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Uh, Ratchet's Den, favorite game. Oh yeah, favorite game. Maybe. Ratchet's Den. Uh, it's by by uh, Punk Cake Delicios. They uh, I guess their project was to put out a game sort of once a month. Um, They've got another game where you're uh, like a, a pawn on a chessboard yeah, with a that, shotgun. Yeah, that was a big itch, itch.io. Uh, you know, it kind of took the website by storm for a little bit. Um, but Ratchet's Den, I think, is so fun. It's a, you know, it's you're you're defending a, like a big demon kind of boss thing in a in a dungeon against uh, you know. Dun- Dungeons and Dragons style uh, campaign parties that are coming in to t- try and fight you. I, it was just like so. Um, what, what did you say? 
Matt, simple the the eloquent eloquent simplicity or the oh, complex uh, yeah. simplicity. Informed simplicity. Informed simplicity. I think that that's a good a good sort of phrase for it. It's also like it's got it's not fully polished, so there's lots of little like. Um, you know, growing up when you'd, you'd like listen to a, an album that was sort of like recorded by a group of, you know, in their friends, you know, basement or whatever. And like some symbols would just not like really register fully. Yeah. So and it's got that kind of quality to it. So I've always I always kind of appreciate even when things are a little um, fussy. It's just it was just a really fun kind of temple or a tower defense style game with the. Uh, yeah, with some D&D sort of qualities to it. Big big old fan of that one. Yeah, I thought that game was really interesting because to to me playing that game, if you think about sort of like a tower defense game or even like a you know, th- there have been games like that, uh, like the Dungeon something series, the Dungeon Keeper or something like that, you know, they were these games that took on this aesthetic of like you're the bad guy now and you're building these dungeons for people and people try to invade. But this is like it, you know, those games are about resource management, mm. and sort of hoarding resources and using them correctly and sort of unlocking these different buffs. And Ratchet's Den is really uh, like an arcade game. That's like kind of what it is. It fools you into thinking that it is all about resource management and doing all these things. And when... you can get there. You can get there in in the game. Uh, yeah. It, but it's yeah, it's a the fun to get there is cool. It's like different, yeah. you know, and there's like a lot of aspects of it to sort of unlock and to, to figure out it. Uh, but that aren't like gated, like it's all right there at the beginning. You just sort of pick it up and start going. And then you're like, oh, this is sort of how it works. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I was terrible at it. I still remember like I couldn't. I as soon as Eric explained like what you're actually supposed to do, it like unlocked yeah. so much for me because I, I like was confounded a little bit by it. I don't know if that's my lack of experience maybe with games like that but i definitely had a little bit of trouble figuring out what the goal was it kind of yeah no it required that you were interested in it and wanted to yeah. like it like it, it was de- it's definitely one of those games that uh doesn't totally hold your hand up top and i think just aesthetically you know i love that like fucking i like wizards so like you know little having a thing with wizards in it i was like oh yeah fuck i want to like figure this shit out you really do like wizards you're a wizard guy wizard guy i guess so (laughs) (laughs) except that's got wizards like like 80s uh dungeons and dragons kind of aesthetic you know totally yeah 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 and that one does it really that one does it really well like it's very the art's very simple but it like very uh, evocative yeah fun pixel art yeah i love that game that game was great. That's a great favorite game of the season, Eric. I think that's very uh Thank you. It's very cool. Thanks. Hey, Alex, thank you. <laughs> um uh Matt, what was your favorite game? Oh man, it's so tough. Like I'm <clears throat> I kind of there's part of me that wants to just say inscription. <laughs> because that I mean, I feel like you know, I'm going to have to say it cuz I that might be one of my favorite games of all time. Right. Like it is such an amazingly well-made game that pushes the boundaries of the form. And um, I just had an experience with that game. Unlike any experience I've had in recent memory. Like it reminded me, I I played it so late into the night. I played it for probably like six hours in one sitting. I was so hooked in 
by it for so many reasons. Like the way that it like intertwined the really interesting, ever-changing like card mechanic with the extremely immersive story and like this amazing like m- you know multimedia uh, world building that I was doing. I mean, it's just that the game is like a total. Um, I don't know. It's a masterpiece. And, you know, having Daniel Mullen on the podcast too was, was very special. And, um, you know, chatting or listening to you guys chat with him was, um, I don't know, just a very in, like in, informative um, experience. So yeah, I, it feels like a little bit like a cheat because it wasn't even really in any, any of the bundles, but <laughs> it's okay. such, it was such a good game. I don't know. That's, but probably... I mean, I think the exposure to him was definitely part of the bundle. Like, we, yeah, totally. We played the hex and got a sort of a sense of like what he was all about. And then when we, you know, he teased inscription on that podcast. Yeah. Like, right, right. I'm working on one right now. I think it's going to be really good when it comes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm really excited about it. And then I remember watching the trailer while I was on, and being like, "Oh yeah, this looks fucking rad." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Had to come out and sort of be like, uh, you know, it kind of felt like we were like, "Yeah, he's amazing." Where, where have you guys been? <laughs> right. I um, you know, second best probably. Uh, any games from Fucksoft. <laughs> Remember the Fucksoft games? <laughs> no, which one's the Fucksoft games? <laughs> no, remember the the um, the Slovak games that we played? Oh, yeah. yeah. Those were great. Fucksoft <laughs> <laughs> or something. Um, yeah, there was – and then what else did we play that was so good? I, I, I'm, I'm feeling terrible, but I'm having trouble remembering the name of the, the, the game that's set in China when COVID um, – Oh yeah, absolutely. Why can't uh, out, for deli- out for delivery. Out for delivery. That's what. That was also like an experience that I would never have played that game if not for the podcast. Yeah. I really, you know, but like, yeah, it was. I bought a VR headset because of it. I found it so <laughs> immersive and such an interest. It was such an interesting way to tell a story, and I don't know, like, really proved the power of not just video games, but like the kind of video games that you were talking about, where you, where you allow yourself to be sucked into something and transported. Um, yeah. So those are my, those are my, I answers, think Alfred delivery, uh, you know, that was the episode with Nat Clayton. Yeah. We we're talking to them about it and they said, made the points like, this is like barely even a game. And yeah. I, I agree with that, but the experience of playing that was so cool and it felt like such a great form of storytelling that right. like I gave it so much slack in terms of like, is it a game or not? It's like, I don't really care because I'm just so compelled and interested by it, you know? Yeah. You know, it's and like it's also travel YouTube videos that you put on that are quiet. And it's like just someone riding Japanese trains and then walking around like Sapporo at night when they get there and eating right. like noodles and going to bed. Uh, and it's just that except uh, for delivery drivers in China and you can look all around you. So you're like participating in it in this very unique way. I, I really yeah. love that game. Yeah. That game was very interesting. I think too, you know, it's, it is a game in the sense that you do control a very minimal amount of, you know, you do, there's not like any stakes and you can't really control the outcome, but it has to be interactive, you know, in the way that it is. And they did this amazing thing where they're essentially like, performing a script yeah. right it's like this very interesting almost like play 
I don't know. I want to see, I, you know, I've, I've gone on YouTube when, with the VR and tried to find comparable experiences, but there's something just like having, you know, your phone and the interface and the quality, the sheer quality of the camera itself. I don't know. It's very immersive. And uh, maybe we should create our own. Jeez. Yeah. What the heck? We could do one <laughs> where it would like walk through my house and like clean stuff. Take a take a bike take a bike ride. Take a bike ride. <laughs> oh no, I've gotta go to the I gotta go down to the pier because of my brother's coming to town. I you know, just invent things. Yeah, that works for me. That's what storytelling is. <laughs> um Alex, what's uh I can I guess can I guess your favorite game? Yeah, I think you'll probably be able to get it. I, I've definitely said that it was my favorite game that we've played. One of my all-time favorite games that we've played. Is it Wander Song? It is Wander Song. Ding 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 ding. That ding, ding, ding. game. It's still, um, so you're still you're still it's still with you. Yeah, it's incredible. The way that game ends. I played that game, you know, basically uh, in like these little spurts on my bike because I realized like, oh, this is. This when we played it for the first time, I was very charmed by it and very interested. But I was like, "Oh, this is cool." The if I'm approaching it from sort of a the 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 way we play these games is if it's a big game like that, if it doesn't really grab you, if the like functions don't really work, we tend to kind of write it off very quickly. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was so you play it, and the way you sing is by sort of like repeating patterns in this kind of unsatisfying way that doesn't sound great at first when you do it. The art's like a little clunky. It's not like super duper like polished looking, um, but the writing was so good and the music was really good. The music and sound design was all really really good. That I was like, oh, I am very charmed by this. Even if the game mechanics don't supremely appeal to me, right? And the art style kind of turns me off. So that was enough for me to keep on going past that point. And like, I'm so glad I did because if we're talking about a game that we would want a ch- our child to play that uh, I, this game's values are like what I would want to embody in like a child mm. so much. If, if I could like teach my kid to like embody the message of this game about, you know, it doesn't matter if like you're scared or sad or, you know, you feel worthless or pathetic or like you're not special or anything like that, you know, being kind and being nice and, and being there and present counts for so much and to be able to do that in such a corny syrupy way and like make that work pull it off and then deliver like at the end of this game this emotional fucking gut punch all while this art is so dumb looking it's just like it, it made me love the art style by the end i just couldn't believe it that 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 like you know someone had embodied that sort of like cloying sincerity so effectively and so well and didn't make me for a second like worry about it you know i I was just so into it and it's like really funny like genuinely funny i just couldn't believe that game kind of existed and flew under the radar as much as it has because i I don't feel like i would have ever heard of it without the bundle to be honest um and one of the the banoff the person who made it also was very involved in Chicory, the game that came out this year that did make some gaming news um, because uh, it's another game sort of a, uh, that deals with very human feelings and mm-hmm. uh, depression. 
um, and then has a unique kind of way of, of framing it uh, by turning it sort of into like a, a children's coloring book. Um, and that's a game mm-hmm. I could see appearing in a bundle sometime in the future uh, and would like to play very, very much at some point. Uh, What's it called? Chicory? Chicory, yeah. Um, but uh, that game was just unbelievable. Uh, and it, it was funny because that the episode we played that game is when we had on our friend Donovan Lampa. Oh, right, right, right. So Don joined us, and Don is a father of two <clears throat> with very limited gaming time, you know? And <laughs> he was like, I, I, I played this, and I wasn't mad. I loved it so much. And that's what really was – I was like, okay, wow, this is really worth your time. Right, so right. I uh, fucking loved <laughs> – I really, really loved Wander Song. Uh, if anyone out there is is wondering at all if it's worth it, it is. It's a 2D side-scrolling RPG. Like there's some platforming things. It doesn't really fit into any kind of category neatly, but it's a really lovely story game. Um, it's a game yeah. that that when I like, I gave it a pass on the the pod because I think I had that experience of um, you know not kind of not totally clicking with the. Um, game mechanic but it's a game that now i would i would love to give a shot at some point like really spend some some time with it yeah it's interesting alex that you say you were endeared to the art as you got further in the game like the 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 writing or the world itself helped you understand those decisions because yeah i i I agree that it's like a little very kitty looking very kitty looking. But, it's like it's like cut out uh, like colored paper. It's kind yeah. of art style. But the characters are good. Good characters. Did you beat it, Matt? No, I didn't beat it. I, I feel like I should though, based on you your and Don's glowing, you know, reviews. The only way I can put it is like it's a special game. You know, it's a very special game. Yeah. And you know, if you want to FaceTime me crying after you finish it, you're more than welcome. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I shared this in the episode, but when I was working for uh Wikia uh at GDC they would do these during GDC they do these like indie showcases. And IGN hosted this like indie showcase and this was like two thousand and fourteen or two thousand fifteen. And we went and there were all these little booths set up and I met um the guy, like the guy who made Wonder Song, the guy with wow. Greg Lobanov, um, and played a very early build of Wonder Song. And he was like so sweet and excited. And like we chatted, you know, just a little bit about what, you know, what Kia could do for him and whatever. But like he, um, yeah, he was just like, I, I'm not surprised that the game he eventually put out is what Wonder Song is yeah. because I was left with such a warm feeling meeting this person in like a very sort of like a business context. He was a very, and you know, he's making it by himself at the time and yeah. very impressive, very cool. So yeah, that's my little gamer insider story. Holy that's shit. Insider, insider track with Bay area native Matthew. Uh, we call that a little oh, inside yeah. baseball. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, why don't we talk now about our favorite episodes of the podcast from this last season? Cause I think all of us really liked having Daniel Mullins on. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was super cool. Yeah. Having come on a second time uh, and like right on the heels of uh, finishing inscription um, was really, was really cool. And yeah. then being able to t- talk to him about playing the game. <laughs> also like, you know, watching, watching somebody, um, 
release like a handful, you know, kind of, it's funny. Cause I think like I had not heard of him when we started the podcast and um, then we had an early guest on um, who talked about um, Pony Island, Pony Island and, and was like, this oh, game is, you know, like cool. This game, Pony Island. I was like, okay, cool. And then we played the hex and I like fell in love with that game because it was, it's so anytime anyone I, like meta is such a hard thing to do well, right. With, with like actual, you know, stakes, right. Like as soon as you start to do something that is meta, you, you, you really risk losing all the stakes of your, your world. Right. Because you, you, you call out the fact that you're experiencing a world that is like a pretend world, but anyone that can, like do things that are meta that still contain um, an, an emotive quality and whether, you know, uh, that's what struck me about the hex. Right. And then um, inscription, you know, like you said, Matt, it kind of does that it's very meta, but you're still, you're still in it. It's still so immersive, even though it's a, it's a very, you realize, you know, you're playing a game the entire time because you as a character are playing a game the entire time. Right. right. Um and so it's so fun to like, you know, talk to somebody who's like experiencing this, you know, getting getting to watch them develop as an artist and uh, like gaming auteur, uh, you know, and just to like have them kind of spend spend their time with us was yeah, was shoot so the cool. shit with us. Yeah. It makes you feel like oh, this massive undertaking is, is kind of worth it because we get to meet people like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. and like just based on the nature of inscription and how sort of like methodically and painstakingly it was made you'd you i i wouldn't be surprised if daniel moles was just a complete and total asshole <laughs> but he's not he's like the nicest guy in, in the in most modest sweetest person in the world so you know it's just like a i i always feel like based on that movie do you remember that movie indie game the movie that came out in like 2010 did you guys ever watch that? What? Yeah. There's a documentary called like Indie Game the Movie, and it was uh, I did watch that. It was like Super Meat Boy and Brave. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. Fez. And like a couple of these auteur developers were just a little insufferable. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, I guess I have an, an association. I think auteurs are going to be a certain way. But he is this he is just the best. And yeah. to your point, Eric, like the game never uses the meta aspects as a crutch, you know, it like, it's always just in service of the experience. You know, it's never like we've played so many games in this podcast that do a meta thing that is just for sake of being clever. And, and it's like this game, it's not trying to be clever. It's just providing an experience that like happens to be meta. And yeah, it's um, extremely cool. Um, my, I really liked, um, having Brooke Bright on. Yeah. Brooke was so cool. From, uh, Jackbox. Jackbox. Oh yeah. uh, Yeah. You, you know, from doing improv back in Chicago, there's nothing like, you know, it was just like a really, she's fun. (laughs) She's like, it's, if, uh, if you haven't listened to it, that's just like a fun episode. Very, very easy listening. Nothing, I don't have any like huge takeaways from it. Nothing like really, F-72. other than, 
What's up? Episode 72. Um, uh, it was funny that her kid played the the scary game after us and got scared by it. Oh, yeah. That was a very fun episode. Yeah. She's also the voice actor, right? Yeah. Yeah, she was incredible. Uh, I, um, we, ha- we had on uh, Jess Marchbank from uh, a Indiana abortion uh, yeah. facility, and that was a great episode. You know, so many of the folks we talked to are sort of living in our circumstances, you know, and are like uh, into games the same way as us or like work in the comedy industry or went through improv in Chicago. And it was really cool to talk to someone who like plays games uh, often, but the same game over and over again, is sort of like a, like a, just a way to deal with like a very stressful job and like, you know, kind of tough days and stuff like that. Like she'll boot up her computer and just play like the first chunk of civilization. I think it was, um, and hearing her insights on the game and also get, get into air sort of some time for that cause, I think was really, really great. Um, we still need to have her and her kids on at some point. Uh, yeah. We we're going to do like a, a game uh, an episode where they play games and we play games and we talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Dial and Holly, uh, who Echo Dog Games, they mm-hmm. invented um, Signs of the Sojourner. Signs of the Sojourner, a game that I. <laughs> one of the first games we played and i was like eh, <laughs> i think i was wrong i think that my you know anyway it was kind it was kind of them to come on even though i had given such a lukewarm uh <laughs> review of their game uh my 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 tastes i think have have changed over two years yeah let's, put a, pin, let's put a pin in that because i want to talk about that in a second. okay my, right. my other favorite episode jpc uh John Patrick Cohen. That oh, yeah. was a really fun episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Since I think, I mean, if if you're listening to it and you don't know, there's a good chance you found us through him. So uh, you know, thank yeah. you. Thanks, thank you, JPC. <laughs> uh, but that's a really funny episode, and he's very fun to have on. Uh, at the time, he was streaming. I think very often he's since stopped doing that. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but it was cool to have like. It's always fun to have streamers on because they have such unique uh, energy with these games. You know, like yeah. They also sort of view video games as like a chore and work sometimes, you know, like yeah. and it's like the best job in the world if you can get it. But it's also kind of a curse. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes this podcast feels that way, too. So it was fun <laughs> to have him on. We'll talk about that. One episode um, that was so fun was just the three of us when we played Hook. Yeah, <laughs> that was a very funny, loopy episode. <laughs> and diving into uh, Eric's, uh, you know, his psyche trying to understand where he was at as a child. Where, the why I am the way I am. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it's because he played a hook as a child. <laughs> um, so, season two coming to a close. We're going to take a break uh, for a while. How is everyone feeling about Bundle Buddies? What's going on? Like, what, where, where are we at podcast-wise? What are your thoughts? It's it's such a I, yeah I I'm I'm actually I'm really excited to take a break because I think right now I'm it's sort of it does feel like a chore, and it shouldn't, you know what I mean? Um, right. It's such a it is such a huge undertaking. You like look at like Sufjan Stevens and you go like oh yeah, <laughs> he was like I'm gonna make an album about all fifty United States and he did it for what two and it was like never mind. <laughs> <laughs> And then there's that like sort of retroactive joke of like you thought that was real, you idiot. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 
but it's yeah you know what it's so funny because it's like I am a person who and, and and I've sort of come to understand this about myself I have like really good friends who I love like getting the recommendations of things from people that are doing kind of what we're doing right now right you know I'm I and for me and my like I have a good friend who loves poetry and so like that I get pretty much all of my poetry recommendations from that friend, right? And I know they're he's out there like sifting through garbage to find gems, and I get to like reap the rewards, right? Or like you know, friends that really love music and want to sift through a lot of music, you know, I love their recommendations. Um, uh, and so it's funny to be on the other side of that, and I don't know, I don't know that I particularly love this the sifting process but i love the gems um which is uh i don't know i guess that's a realization about myself does that make sense yeah Yeah, it's interesting because i think there is like a bit of a disconnect too because the sifting process the way to find the gems you know is to like at least in some ways, enjoy the sifting process. Right. A lot of the times I feel like if you're confronted with a gem, sometimes it's tough to even realize that because you're so annoyed at the fact that you had to play three other games this week or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. It's it like the, the whole thing becomes a chore as opposed to being able to like appreciate any aspect of it. And that's yeah. tough. I, I definitely hear that. I think we have to figure out how to get around that. Yeah. Um, yeah, how about you, Matt? Uh, I feel like it's been a very interesting experience, you know, because I joined, I guess it was like episode 40 or so was when I joined. Um, and it's definitely, I totally hear what you're saying, Eric, about like the process of sifting. But I also feel like this, the way, the approach that we, you know, you guys sort of invented for this and the approach that we've continued to um, maintain is interesting because I don't know, it kind of like goes hand in hand with this itch.io um, platform and just sort of the playful nature of not just the games themselves, but of the community and like the way things are released and the way people present their games. And like, I, that's been like the biggest takeaway for me is sort of feeling like a sense of excitement about online things that reminds me of when I was a lot younger and the internet was a lot, you know, newer. Yeah. Um, that is very exciting and remains to be very exciting to me is that, um, that process of exploration and the sense that like there is like a lot of excitement around these things that people make and, they want people to play their games. Um, and so, I don't know, it's been fun in the moments where we've sort of broken the fourth wall or whatever and had the developers on to have these conversations. It's felt very, like, real and it felt like, it's felt like a very creative undertaking in those, in those moments just because this is, like, it's all so new and it's all so, um, I don't know, interesting. And, like, you know, there is so much garbage (laughs) you know there is there really is and like that is frustrating and like especially when you get to like the long tail of the 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 bundles it's like 
oh my god, I cannot play another, you know, I don't know, like brick busting game or another, <laughs> you know, it's like, but I do think that um, somebody does have to do it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I think that it's a burden that is, uh, it's, it's not really a burden. It's just, it's just when it feels like a chore, it's sort of so absurd that it's, it's funny, <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, that's my big takeaway is that itch.io rocks. The people yeah. who make these games rock. I want them to keep making them. I want to support these creative undertakings. Um, and yeah, and eventually make that dang RPG using RPG maker. That's okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. We, we promised we would someday, so we, we need to. We got to do that. Yeah, I think my biggest thing is at the end of these seasons, we kind of uh, have gone as far away from things as possible. I think for me, I want to approach the podcast as a project with a little more intention and a little more um, integrity, if that makes sense. Like, I, I feel like right now, I just sort of like, I have my preferences and I have my things and I, I come into it sort of feeling a certain way about certain kinds of games and sharing my opinions about stuff, but I really haven't done like a lot of work or research or, you know, I kind of view the podcast itself as work, the playing of the games as, as the work, the uh, having opinions as the research and all these things. And that's not really true. Like that's just like not, that's not an informed perspective to have. It's a lot of, it's a lot of activity, Mm -hmm. But in terms of actually doing the kind of work that I think will make this podcast uh, a better resource for people and more interesting for people, I just feel like a little deficient about that right now. So I want to get better about that. I think that's something that I want to, I want to change about my approach to these things. And as a podcast, we kind of just started this and we're like, let's try all these things, you know? And then we just have kind of been doing that ever since for two years at this point, which is crazy. And I think it's just time to rethink those things, you know, maybe there's other, another way we can go about it. That'll be more fun. Uh, and and make a better podcast for you all. Even though if you're listening right now, you like it in some way, and we love you for it. Yeah, but I think yeah, I think that I, it, the podcast as a resource, you know, as a tool, I think would be uh, an exciting thing to 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 explore and flesh out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I get that. Well, shit. Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> is that the end of season two of Bundle Buddies? I think so. I think we it did seems it. Like it. I think we did. That's um, uh, that's how many episodes we have. Eighty-five in the can. Eighty-five 85? in the can. Wow. And we're playing every single game, so we have at least like three thousand games left to play. <laughs> we played two hundred, so we're gonna go <laughs> easily into the. Th- hundreds maybe thousands of game, of episodes oh yeah and they are yeah we're, we're gonna come. go into the 20 hundreds we're gonna go well into like 2100 the year 2100 right and the way the world's going we're gonna need more charity bundles so <laughs> <laughs> That was a great episode of Bundle Buddies. Alex, I think we're getting really good at this. I wholeheartedly agree, which is a bittersweet thing to say. Uh, so I so here's the big announcement. I'll be taking a little bit of a break from the pod while Alex mm-hmm. and Matt are going to keep going. Um, 
I, I think you guys are also going to take a like it's a small break, right? Like, yeah, or... we're we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're getting back into the garage and we're gonna get under the hood and retool this thing a little bit. I, if you're looking for hints about the direction we might be going in the episode, we sort of lay out a little bit. But the idea is to just we've been having so much fun for the last two years, just like showing up and letting this rip. But uh, it's a lot of games to play, and we kind of want to shift the focus away from like. The episode, like the prep for the episode, is playing all these games, and that's so laborious. To like, maybe we can do a better job producing and being more intentional with this thing. Um, so that's the the mantra we're operating under. And uh, Eric's just going to take a little break. Um, we're going to keep on figuring out ways to get him involved in stuff. Uh, so he's not going to be gone from the podcast entirely. We hope, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna start my own podcast. Call us day to day from from Mr. Roth. Uh, yeah, which I'm I'm sad about, but uh, I'm very excited for to hear what you and Matt have because I love you guys, and I know that whatever you two come up with, it's gonna be so good. Um, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I know I have faith, um, and it's it's nice because I can just lean back and have faith, and uh, you guys have to do all the hard work. I yeah, I mean, it, it will be it. funny to be like, I'm, I'm going to keep on emailing you about stuff every now and again to like, you know, figure out ways to get you involved. And you'll be like, hey, man, I uh, actually step back, you know, so uh, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's like next week. You're like, hey, you want to try and play 50 games real quick? <laughs> <laughs> I, I had my, my buddy's friend uh, was in a band and um they had just gone on like a huge tour and it was like really exhausting and taxing to everybody. And the band was like, all right, we're going to have like an actual break and you know, we're going to take a break. Like, not like we're breaking up, but like we need, like all of us need a real big break. And then like, there was, you know, the lead singer or whatever was the person that was pushing it or whatever. And like a week after they had that like big, like, all right, we're going to take a nice break. We'll come back together in a few months. Uh, a week later, he like somebody was like, hey, you want to do a show next week? And he texted the group chat. <laughs> it was like, yo, you want to do a, a show this weekend? And <laughs> the response he got was, fuck you. And that was the <laughs> end of the band. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> uh, so, you know. <laughs> Nice. It's I. I'm actually very appreciative of this. I'm excited for the fuck you text. No, I. Yeah, I'm appreciative of the opportunity to take a, a nice little hiatus from the, the show and figure out yeah. how to how to stay on as a, uh, a contributor, a correspondent, a correspondent. I like that. I like um, that. Yeah, we were also thinking about changing the name, but I I just was thinking about that this morning. So oh. I'll I'll get some of your opinions on like it'll it will still incorporate bundle buddies, but who fucking knows, man? Literally anything's on the table. Is there something you want to see from this podcast differently? You can email us and tell us. Bundle buddies podcast gmail dot com. Show us yeah, if you make a donation to an abortion fund, then you you get to decide the direction of the podcast. Love it. That sounds great. Uh, well, for the last time, like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review there, please, and track us on the web at Bundle underscore Buddies or on Twitter at www.bundlebuddiespodcast.com. And stay tuned for more news about what's going on with the pod in the future. Alex, I love you. I love you, Eric. Thank you. It's been so good doing this project. Oh, it's been a blast.
Bundle Buddies is produced by Matthew Haddock. Our theme song is Neo Shiki by Roll Music. Email bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com to say hi. Bye. Bye. <laughs>